Ladies and gentlemen, ATV Productions would like to welcome you to Tea Time with Aladdin. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Tea Time with Aladdin. Uh, happy Monday, first off and foremost. I hope you guys had a great weekend, and I hope you guys are, you know, well-rested, refreshed, refined. You enjoyed some, you know, nice, relaxing time with the fam, went out, had a couple of drinks. Well, I don't know if you went out and had drinks the whole virus world, you know. You know how it is. But regardless, I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. I hope you guys feel good. And I hope you guys have a great start to your new week. And that everything goes well for you guys. Hope work isn't too bad. If you're headed out to work right now and you're listening to this, well, I hope this is like the cherry on top of your day. If you're leaving work when you're listening to this, well, I hope your day wasn't a shitty one. And that this helps, you know, calm your nerves that you're probably feeling. Put those fists down and get ready for a good show. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know I'm sipping on a nice cup of Blueberry Bliss. Um, it's from tea that I got from Tivana like, years ago. I actually don't know if Tivana exists anymore. Because, you know, everyone in the mall has been, like, getting shut down. And I haven't been to the mall in God only knows. So, I think the only place you can get Tivana tea now is through Starbucks. Because, you know, I'm pretty sure Starbucks bought them out. And, you know... I'm against Starbucks, just like I'm against coffee. I also just want to put some, like, little reference in there. I don't hate coffee. I just, I'm not a fan. Plus, caffeine doesn't really do anything for me. I also try not to drink any caffeinated tea because it gives me headaches. But, you know, that's a whole story in itself. Now, today's topics, guys, I think I have some fun ones. Is a lot more toned down from, like, the last couple bits. Uh, I think this week... I got some pretty juicy, juicy things to talk about, you know? And speaking of Tivana being one of the things that, you know, is going to slowly be forgotten about, I have, like, a nice list that I compiled for our first topic about things we forgot about. And things that we forgot about essentially just stems from the things that are going away and that we'll never remember again. And one of the, like, top two that are on my list are grocery stores. Now, I know Kmart just recently shut down and well at least in michigan in all other places that i'm aware of kmart has been like shut down in michigan they just got rid of the last one not too long ago and then i know when i was in ohio i haven't seen a kmart in ages but kmart was a huge like a big one nothing too crazy but i mean you look at kmart and you look at all the other grocery stores kmart is just one the one that just like faded out i mean you got walmart Depending on where you're at, you got like Publix, you know, down like Florida-ish area, Louisiana. Well, Louisiana area, more south, you have like Winn-Dixie. Um, I think there's a place called Piggly Wiggly. I don't know if that's a grocery store or not, but just the name Piggly Wiggly <laughs> makes me laugh. Um, but Kmart aside, you also had a store called Big Bear. 
Now, Big Bear, to me, was like modern-day Target. I feel like Target took the place of Big Bear. Um, I couldn't really tell you much about Big Bear because I honestly, just like I said, I'm starting to forget these things. Everything that you thought you would remember is like slowly fading away. But some of the big ones to me that I really loved were Circuit City and Media Play. Circuit City and Media Play were like the place to go. Like for me as a kid, I was like a huge tech geek, you know? I was, I mean, it was all about the video games, the movies, and the music. That's all I cared about when I was younger, right? Now, Circuit City, Best Buy, Media Play, they literally used to be right next to each other. Competing outlet malls, like they were all right next door. So I would go from one store to the next store to the next door, looking for video games, even though they were all priced the exact same. It was just the fact that each one contained something different. Media Play is where I spent majority of my time buying all my music, because... You know, that was back when we had CDs. Oh, CDs, what are those? Yes, I am a huge fan of discs. Disc drives. I still use this for my video games, even though everything is, like, essentially gone digital. I still have a vinyl player, for goodness sakes. Granted, I bought my vinyl player within, like, the last two years, my record player. But, you know, I have a nice collection of beautifully smelled vinyl in my room back in Michigan. I think the sound the vinyl makes has no comparison to like digital music but that's another argument for another day now that's another thing that i feel like that one has slowly gotten back into the public eye just because it's gone like that hipster route granted i'm not trying to associate myself as the hipster because i am far from it but you get what I, you get my point you know cd players and walkmen you know good old-fashioned cassette tapes obsolete nowadays do I still have them? Again, yes. Am I a hipster? No. But I just feel that, you know, I have these devices that use them, then I might as well utilize them. I st I'm going to tell you guys, 25 years old, and I still have a old school VHS player. And on that VHS player, I still have my top five movies that I watch religiously. And those top five are Space Jam, Star Wars The Phantom Menace, E.T., a classic, The Mask, right? And my fifth one is Matilda. And, you know, when you watch those movies, did I say Toy Story? Toy Story goes on there, too. Now, when I watch these movies, I can't stress enough that when you watch it so many times, I have seen... I memorized the intro music to every commercial for every movie. I memorized every ounce to those tapes. And it's absolutely, without a doubt, one of my favorite things. And you don't get those no more. It's sad. They even used to advertise all the cool games that came with, like, the Disney movies. Like, Disney movie, they, you know, Toy Story had a game for the PC. Because, you know, PC gaming was huge back in the day. I mean, it's still huge now, but I don't know. To me, it's just not as advertised within, like, that kind of, like, game world. But, you know, the games are always associated with the movie. You would get the movie, you would get the game. I miss those, and those are just dying out. You ask anybody about a VHS, or better question, better yet, you know, better worded is you ask anybody what a VHS is from 2000 on, I don't think they'll know what the hell you're talking about. Maybe late 2000s. So, you know, getting a new VHS or getting a new, like, DVD was the thing. Getting a disc. But again, now we have so many platforms to listen to music now. Now, I'm guilty. I use Spotify, I use Pandora Radio, you know, those are like my two music streaming platforms, and of course we have YouTube now, 
But there's nothing better just opening that plastic from a store, popping in that disc, and feeling like you can just listen to the entire song. No ads, nothing. Like, it was right there. You never had to do anything again. You bought it, you got it. I miss those days. I miss that, you know? But again, it always had its downfalls because CD players... Were you ever those guys or girls who had their CD player on their bus and every time you would, like, hit a bump as you were trying to sleep and listen to your music, it would skip and then your CD player was ruined for the rest of your life? And you know how many CD players I had to go through? A lot. But I also miss good old-fashioned headphones that you put over your ear. Those things never moved. Those things were, like, the absolute perfect things to go inside your ear. Headphones now... Even the headphones I'm using, you know, my earbuds, they go in, they fall out. It's just not the same fit. It feels wrong. There's something good about those over-the-ear little foam-covered little devils. Apologies on that. I had to take a little brief pause. My friend came over to ask me a question about the kidneys. Where was I? Yes, the beautiful, crappy headphones that we used to put in our ears. (laughs) Now... Uh, we're going to go ahead and segue from that back to what replaced them. And essentially were iPods. Don't get me wrong. I had, a, I had an iPod Nano, like the little shuffle. But like iPods eventually became obsolete. Now, I didn't have iPods for long because after iPods phased out, you then had iPhones. And iPhones essentially stopped being like the music thing. And they were just used for phones and games nowadays. Now, I didn't have either. I had a, um, a Zune, you know, Microsoft Zune. First, I had the Brick, and then I had the, uh, the Zune Touch. I still have both. Still work wonderfully. But, of course, the platform, everything that I use is all essentially gook now. But they still work, and all my music is on there. I still put music on it to this day. Forever the greatest products I've ever owned. But if you can't tell... I'm like, I'm like the old guy who has, like, the collectible items. If someone were to walk into my house, they'll be like, oh my gosh, what is this ancient brick? What is this dinosaur? I'll be like, well, kids, back in my day, this is what we used to use to play basketball and listen to our music. Now, those are some of the things that I still have and some of the things that I miss seeing around. I mean, even look at disk drives on my computers. I know on mine, I still have the disk drive. One of them does not work as well as it used to the other computer i have for my you know where i try to use for school well it's also fading but at the same time they're present whereas if you look at like apple so i'm gonna just go ahead and state this now i hate apple i think their computers are right but like as a whole they just make you buy 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 however i can't just blame apple now because not only does apple do that every big tech product and i got beef with a lot of the tech industry. But I'm not going to get into that right now because then you guys are going to see a dark side to me that I don't like showing. But I'm going to continue on on things that we forgot about, right? So I already mentioned Big Bear, Kmart, Circuit City, Media Play. Surprisingly, Best Buy is still around. I used to work for Best Buy and I'm pretty sure they're here to stay. That was just like a nice one that I'm happy out of everyone, they stuck around. What else? Okay, now recent, recent news. Toys R Us shut down. The most heartbreaking thing for all kids even for me as an adult i mean i was a little upset that their you know closing down sale wasn't like top dollar because those monsters what are you guys going to do with all your products they just kept it regular priced half of the stuff was still good i'm like you guys are going away forever and you can't even throw us a bone come on let me relive my childhood years for a little bit and just get something cheap no one wants that but toys r us was a huge like 
sad day for all of us. And I know there was talks about them potentially coming back. Do I actually think they'll ever come back? Never. It's sad, but, you know, it is what it is. Another one, this is by far my favorite one. Because when you were young, you couldn't go out to the store, like, on your weekends. I should say, you couldn't start your weekends until you went to Blockbuster. You went to Blockbuster, you got your movie, you got your game rental, you went home, enjoyed it for the weekend, you sent it back. That was your alternative from going to the movies. Granted, there's a lot of movies right now that are potentially going, like closing down, like shutting down for business. And that is a huge thanks to the beautiful virus that we have spreading our world. Uh, so that is very upsetting. You know, that was like your go-to. Now, of course, you have Netflix. Again, back to digital streaming. Even I don't even think Netflix does their little mail-in movies anymore. And speaking of mail-in movies, I'm going to go ahead and throw a reference to Gamefly. Though I never used it, I always thought it was a great concept. And obviously, Netflix stole that concept, but with their movies. And it's it's very upsetting that Blockbuster ended up closing down. Because, again, even when they were around and they weren't as popular, I used to go to them religiously. Right next to my house, there was a Blockbuster. And I used to go to it every single day. When I moved to Michigan in 2012, there was still a Blockbuster. I go to it every single weekend. And they always had good sales on their movies, so I would always buy their movies. Half my collection in my, my room right now in Michigan, all of Blockbuster's closing out sale. So I want to thank Blockbuster for all the things that you've ever done. Now, although I'm talking about it like they died, there is one remaining Blockbuster left. I, uh, I forgot. I looked it up, and I forgot where it was. But if you guys ever want to go to the last original Blockbuster, like it was the very first one, you can still go to it. And they're up and running. So props to you guys. And I hope you guys stay alive forever and eventually get to expand because it looks like Netflix ain't doing too hot. And I'm against Netflix with their whole Netflix originals. I'm not a fan. I am not a fan. Yes, they have their hits like Stranger Things. Orange and the New Black was good, but... I'm not here to talk about the good and the bad. I'm just, overall, I'm not a huge fan of Netflix anymore. But, you know, that was the thing. Blockbuster was the place. Now, outside of that, I referenced toys. You know, Toys R Us and stuff like that. Now, there was a store in the mall. Now, I know FYE was a big one. FYE was, like, the place for, like, again, for nerds, movies, music, all of the above. You could get everything from there. All your paraphernalia, all of it, right? Well, FYE is essentially shutting down, and it breaks my heart. Same with another one called K&B Toys, or yeah, K&B Toys Store, and the malls, and they're all going away, and it just, it tears me up inside, because there's a, those are some of the things that I want to just walk through, reminisce, see a toy that I used to play with as a kid and go and buy it again. It's so hard to find something that, you know, you used to have and then just go and buy it. A couple years ago, I bought a Bop It 2 Extreme off of somebody on eBay in New York, and I was very thankful. And the amount of work and effort I had to go into finding it, though, was so excessive. Obviously, now today, Bop It is, like, all fancy and it looks all, like, aerodynamic and whatnot. I mean, it's pretty much the same game, but now they have, a, like, a one where you shout in it. If Bop It wasn't loud enough already, it doesn't need to be any louder. So please don't yell in my house. <laughs> now, there's a couple others <clears throat> I want to mention, and these are, to me, like, the most important ones. In stores, Walmart, you know... Target, all stores really, used to have in the gaming department, 
the TV screen above the wall, and then your, you know, the controller, and you could play the demos of games that were being released. I know in GameStop they used to have, they used to have those. Those are essentially all shut out now, and then not only is GameStop also getting closed down all across the world, but those are just something that I miss demos. I miss game demos. I still have a few game demos that used to come with, like, other games that I purchased. Like, I remember I bought Tomb Raider for my PlayStation, uh, which I still have, by the way. Again, collectible here. Uh, I used to have it, and it came with a demo version of Gex, the Gecko, to those of you who know it. Shout out to you guys. Uh, I used to have that. I used to have the Resident Evil demo, which demo scared the crap out of me as a kid. It still scares the crap out of me as an adult. Now, those are the things that I think I love the most. And I just those are the ones I just wanted to give out a nice huge shout out because they're dead. And if you don't remember them, you're obviously too young. And if you do remember them, we are very old. Last but not least, my favorite ones that are uh, gone... There's, they still exist, but the true meaning behind them has died. It is like a cover-up now. And that is MTV, VH1, and Fuse Television. All those t you know TV networks. Tea Time with Aladdin, I always add the music portion at the end because I always dreamed of like bringing that back. And I hope that I can bring that back to some extent to all of you guys. Now, you know, MTV, VH1, Fuse always used to be about the music. Music videos, just that's how I discovered all of my music back then. And music videos now, it's all on YouTube. Or, you know, a big star announces it and you can go to their website, which is always great. I mean, I'm about that. I'm all about, you know, support and stuff like that. There was just something special about it, though. I used to literally just have MTV on blast all day. Heard your favorite music video, learn your dance moves from it. Now there's so many ways to have access to it. It's just not, it's just not good. Now MTV, VH1 and fuse it's either reality tv and if it's not reality tv it's bad talk shows hence tea time with aladdin began and then there's no music there's not even a lick of music mtv is called musical television yet there's no music at all so why do you even call that anymore uh fuse again the music has died and literally fuse 24 7 had nothing but music so it's just little things like that that really just grinds my gears you know i mean it's really upsetting but like i said i hope that i am able to accomplish what so many took away from us and i can bring the music and everything back to us like we used to have now i want to thank you guys for our, our mini trip down to memory lane and i'm gonna go ahead and try something out so i promised the polls you know I, I do a poll question two questions every episode and i and putting inside the uh, description to this episode a link to SurveyMonkey. And I want you guys to answer the poll questions. So the poll question is, what are some things that you guys remember from when you were younger uh, that doesn't exist anymore or that people are, have completely forgotten? Go ahead and share with me your answers, and I will try to look at those and talk about the next episode, all right? So this is the end of our first topic, and we're about to segue into topic number two.
So, topic two comes at us today because of something that recently happened to me as I was driving from the grocery store the other day with my friend. Now, we were coming back and I saw somebody hitchhiking. And, you know, thinking on the island, one, the roads are horrible, so I totally understand if no one has a car. But the person looked like they were just getting off of work and they were just, you know, strolling along. And if a car passed by, put their thumb up. If not, they keep on walking. Which, in my head, I was like, huh. They do have buses here, but again, even the buses aren't the most reliable and so on. But my point was, I was like, wow, they even have hitchhikers here. Just goes to show that no matter where you're at, the world is always similar in so many ways. But now this hitchhiker, in my head, I'm thinking about the island is a tiny place, believe it or not. It's a pretty tiny island. Uh, I can go around the entire island in about 45 minutes tops, right? If I was screwing around and driving slow because of the speed bumps and all the potholes, at least an hour. So with that said... Guy's hitchhiking, don't know where he's going, but I was talking to my friend, I was just like, would you ever pick up a hitchhiker? And she goes, no, but, I mean, like, it depends, right? I, of course, have been in a situation where I have kind of picked up a hitchhiker, but it wasn't exactly a hitchhiker. There was a lot of plot holes in this one, like, okay, so, let me explain. Now, I was coming out of GameStop with my little sister one day. When I was leaving, this lady looked at me, now, this was straight stereotyping. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. She looked at me. Obviously, she could tell that I was Arabic. And she goes, Salaamu Alaikum. And, you know, that means hi or, like, peace be upon you in Arabic. And, of course, I responded, Alaikum Salaam. And this lady just went ahead and proceeded to ask me if I could give her a ride home. I felt super weird in the situation. Like, I could not exp- begin to explain how weird I felt. I, I thought about it. First, I looked at my little sister, and I looked at her, and she gave me those, like, you know those eyes of, like, worry, and she's, like, shaking her head no, like, her eyes no? Well, then I looked back at the lady, and I'm looking at her. At least in her 40s, maybe mid-40s, right? She had her son with her. Kid was tiny. Maybe the same age as my sister, maybe a little younger at the time. But all, in, all I could think about was never let a stranger in your car. Don't do it, Aladdin, no matter what your, you know, the kind soul in you is trying to say yes, just say no. So I thought about it, I'm thinking about it, and it was so on the spot, it just made me feel so uncomfortable. Of course, I proceeded and I said yes. Well, I let me take that back. Before I said yes, I asked, well, where do you live? Hoping that she lived, like, in BFE and that she was going to say, you know, some far-ass place and I was going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, that's so out of the way, I can't do it. This girl lived right across the street from me which made it even harder for me she's telling me the location i'm just like f me i was like it would have to be right next to my house which made me even more suspect of the whole situation i was like for all i know this lady could just see where i'm headed trying to figure out where i live kidnap my ass make me her sex slave and make my little sister work in her sweatshop right so all i could think about was am i going to be a good person or am i going to be a shitty person Of course, my ass, being the kind person that I am, I said, okay, fine. Picked her up, took her home. After I dropped her off, I'm going to say, she was a nice lady. Talked to her the entire way there, pretty cool. She told me her car broke down and that no one was available, her husband was at work, yada yada. Dropped her off, I'm like, okay, immediately. I didn't go straight home, because you never go straight home. That's what they want you to do. I immediately searched the backseat of my car as if someone just put a bug or like a bomb in my back seat i inspected the living hell out of it i even told my little sister i was like get out of the car and help me search this thing and 
we were just like losing our minds so i'm over here just trying to like stop and just like evaluate and be like all right stop being paranoid you did a good deed let it be it's over and done with she's home go home so i you know i circled the block a couple times before i actually went home and i made sure that there was no way she could have seen me go home i also had to make sure no one was following me because people be sketch you never know what's going to happen you can never know which brings me to the topic of hitchhikers you never know whether or not if you do pick up a hitchhiker if they're going to be you know a safe person if they're a good person you never you don't know what's going to happen however my counter argument to that because again no as me somebody who has picked somebody up before again different scenario but in general speaking pick somebody up they could be a normal person who just needs a ride you don't know their situation now an alternative to this is the hitchhiker themselves don't know whether you yourself the driver are a good person or not what if this hitchhiker really just like got kicked out of their house because i don't know maybe they just don't have the best kind of home life i'm just scenario right get in this nice car you think this nice kind person just picked you up because they you know they're out of the kindness of their heart they want to take you to wherever you need to go to a hotel a friend's house anything well this person who just picked you up is a serial killer or kidnapper or they're gonna make you work in their sex slave in their sweatshop you don't know for all we know the people picking us up could be the bad people that we got to look out for so not only should we be weary of the hitchhikers themselves but hitchhikers themselves should consider the risk of hitchhiking now again i'm over here thinking like worst case scenario which we shouldn't i'm always a positive guy i'm optimistic right i mean look at me i literally just picked up a random woman and I took her to her home, you know? Now, although in this situation, I'm addressing the, the idea of hitchhiking, here's another argument I want to put on you guys. Uber and Lyft. I used to do Lyft, right? And isn't Lyfting and Uber the same thing as picking up a hitchhiker, essentially? The main difference, really, is the hitchhiker needs a ride, and, you know, you're pretty much doing it out of the kindness of your heart for free. Uber and Lyft is somebody is paying you. If the hitchhiker offered to pay you and you took that money, well, essentially, you just did like a taxi service. You are, you know, you just provided a service for a fee. How is doing, how is hitchhiking and picking up a hitchhiker any different than Lyft and Uber? We have heard recent articles in the news, like not recent, but like in general. People have been in Lyft and have been some sketchy people, kidnapped, killed, right? Same thing with Uber. You can never be too sure about anyone these days. All because they had a phone and they called you up and they paid for it. They could have killed you, took your money, and ran. It's just, The world's a scary place. Now, I'm not trying to say that as in like, oh, the world is all bad, you know. I Again, I'm a firm believer that the world is full of good. You just got to go out there and find it. But in the situation that I'm trying to address here is I feel like hitchhiking in itself as a whole has some negative association tied to it which i never really understand or understood correction correct my english uh i mean if you look at the the hitcher the the movie you know the horror movie that totally gives hitchhiking a bad uh rep which is very unfortunate never watch that movie and then decide to pick up a hitchhiker because it is not what we should be doing <laughs> now I think that hitchhiking is actually a reasonable thing. I think there is some good to hitchhiking, whether you're the person, you know, hitching for a ride or you're the person who picks someone up. Now, of course, you even as I'm saying this, that it's a good idea and that we should consider it, there's always the pros and the cons, and we always got to be aware of the pros and the cons, because 
Should we judge a book by their cover? No. Do we? Most times, yes. Nine out of, nine out of ten times, we judge a book based on the cover. When I picked up that lady, did I look at her and see? Okay, yes, I did. And she had a kid? Yes, I did. So, I mean, you really have to, like, evaluate things, but you also have to know your ins and outs. In a situation, are you prepared to handle this? Are you capable of dealing with it if something were to go south? Are you, you know emergency measures taking place and so on so if you are going to ever consider it be cautious because you just never know i just want to go ahead and ask you guys my poll question is do you think hitchhiking is safe have you ever picked up a hitchhiker or have you ever hitchhiked uh, again like i mentioned in the description of this episode is going to be a link to a survey go ahead and click on that link and answer these questions and i want to see what you guys want to you know i want to see how you guys feel about hitchhiking uh, yes no have you done it have you picked somebody up uh hell to the no you know like i just want to know your guys's perspective when it comes to hitchhiking all right so that concludes topic two and we're going to carry on to our next topic all right For our last topic today is a, it's a it's a cu- more of a curious interesting question that I have for like the general public. So the topic is cultural appropriation. For those of you who are not aware what cultural appropriation is, it is essentially how's the how can I, is the adoption of another one's culture or identity by members of another culture or identity. So essentially the the culture that is i guess deemed more dominant is abusing or taking advantage of a minority culture we see this a lot in uh, pop culture Uh, you see this a lot in hollywood you see this a lot pretty much all over the world right the recent event that i'm aware that took place was the whole adele situation so adele was accused of cultural appropriation because she was representing an african-american like culture hairstyle dress and so forth a lot of celebrities you know condemned her for what she did a lot of celebrities supported her and celebrated her because she was just you know celebrating their independence and so on it gives you this whole back and forth Like, it's okay, but it's not okay. Now, in this regard, because it's a celebrity, it has a different connotation to it. Because usually celebrities have a more, I don't know if I'm trying to use this, like, higher... uh, They're put to a higher pedestal as, like, the general public. But at the same time, celebrities, they can do things that we normally can't do. Because if they do it, 
then it's like a statement or, oh, it's okay, they're famous, blah, blah, blah. Granted, they don't have a past because they're famous. It's because society allows them to get by with some of these things. But sometimes they're not so lucky. In this case, she has like that, you know, that fine line between it was okay, but it's not okay. Now, for me, somebody who has like an ethnic background, you know, like I'm not white. Normally, I, I feel like I don't want people to think that I like, I hate against like, white culture you know that european (laughs) i don't i'm just trying to like state like predominantly white society is like you know dominant right so like my culture you know i'm palestinian so nobody really tries the well i mean maybe i should rephrase this if somebody were to uh use my culture then i probably want to like be curious to what it is exactly they're aim is because what how do we define whether somebody is abusing culture in a poor manner or in a educational matter i guess you could say that's my main point that i'm trying to get across is when is cultural appropriation okay if it's ever okay and when is cultural appropriation bad who decides whether it's good or bad honestly because for me if somebody were to be interested in my culture, and let's say I took them to Palestine, which I actually did. I have a friend who I took to Palestine with me. She's very pro-Arab. She's very pro, you know, democracy in regards to, like, other nations. Like, she's very active. She's a, she's an activist. One of my best friends, right? So she was, she was interested. She asked if she could ever come one day, asked my family, brought her along, and she had a great time. Now, of course, she's religious, so she came for, like, religious reasons, but she also just wanted to be immersed in the culture. She is very good with respecting other cultures, and if you respect another culture, then in that moment, you're saying that you respect a culture, so you're going to practice the way we practice. For example, if if a female were to come to the Middle East in a holy place specifically like when we went to jerusalem right obviously to enter jerusalem you have to be properly covered you have to be dressed a certain a certain way rephrase that not the city of jerusalem but like certain areas where like religion is like you know like the churches and stuff like that you have to cover up it's like the you can't enter these buildings these churches unless you're properly covered now or like the mosque and you know like the dome of the rock all that places you have to be covered so she of course was covered so she could go in and she could just be immersed in everything now her covering her hair and like dressing appropriately is just her regarding to the cultures or to to that culture to like their religious views which is beautiful because that's how it should be obviously say she left palestine and she came back to the united states and you know she was living in michigan and she practiced to cover up still Now, there's many religions that, you know, adhere to covering, you know, dressing appropriately and such. If she were to do that because she was like, oh, I lived here and it's, you know, respectful and this and this. Is that, would that be technically considered cultural appropriation? Or is that just her adhering to like a religious standard? Now, I'm going to try to give you like a better, you know, scenario. Because that one's really like funky because religion has ties to it. I live in the Caribbean currently. As I've mentioned many times. Now, I always joke around with my friends and say, like, oh, I want to get my hair done. And by my hair done, I like, get my hair braided. My hair gets pretty thick. So, like, it has the capability to get braided, but I never do. For a few reasons. Either because sometimes I think to myself, oh, maybe it's, like, cultural appropriation. And then sometimes I have friends who are like, no, go ahead and do it. Who cares what other people think? So, right there is, like, my question is, like, where does that, where, who draws that line? 
Who has the right to say whether or not something is cultural appropriated or not? I see a lot of tourists come here and I see a lot of people come with, you know, their normal blonde hair or their brown, red, whatever hair. And then they leave with it braided and so on so on and so on. So, I mean, I've never asked anybody, which I want to, but like I've had people here who live here who are native islanders and they're always like, oh yeah, come here and I'll do your hair for you. Like, it's no big deal. I... I work with hair like yours all the time. I'll do it. I'm a fair-skinned dude. You know, I'm, I'm tan, but I'm not, like, I'm not black. I'm not African-American. So if I would have my hair braided and someone were to see me, which I've mentioned this to some friends, and they're like, no, you can't do that. It's cultural appropriation. But the people who tell me it's cultural appropriation are typically white Americans. In some situations, I've had my friends who are black, you know, tell me, yeah, it's cultural appropriation. But then I have some who are like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Do it. It's whatever. But see, what? Here's the, there's always that, like, indecisiveness to what is right and what's actually wrong. Obviously, I'm not coming in and claiming it as my culture. But if you were to do it and I were to say, yes, I got my hair done because this is how the appropriate dress or hairstyle is to this island, to this group of people, and you are just representing it as, like, to bring awareness to a culture, personal opinion, I don't think that's wrong. But if you are just doing it like, say it's Halloween time right now, it's October. If you were to go out and dress up like someone, you know, a specific culture or like and make fun, like dress like them one time a year. Okay, that I can totally see as cultural appropriation because you're dressing up in a manner that's, I guess, making fun of. So in Adele's situation, the, the attire, the dress that she was wearing was again people saw it as cultural appropriation but like for me here living in the island of antigua and barbuda if i were to go out for carnival which is like their independence day celebration which did happen i believe august 1st through the 3rd which was canceled due to the virus because you know no fun is allowed uh if i were to go out and dress well let me rephrase that Typically, the females go out and dress. Guys just, you know, rock their normal dress. But if I were to say go out and dress up a certain way because I want to go out and celebrate their independence with them because I'm currently living here, would that be deemed cultural appropriation if I were to share that with the world? Or if that would that just be me celebrating the independence of a certain group of people across the world? There's that, that really dark gray line that tells us that one way is right, one way is wrong. But that re- that's what really brings me into my whole topic. Like, I want to understand whether or not people feel that culture is something that we can own. Because obviously, I have my culture. I respect my culture. I embrace my culture. I practice my culture. And, you know, I want to make sure that I not only embrace it as me, like trying to make sure I can emanate that were my background but i also want others to appreciate my culture i want people to ask me about like my language i want people to ask me about my food you know that we that's native to my homeland i want people to ask me about my religion and stuff like that i love telling people because it's an educational purpose i want to be able to spread that knowledge to others so then they can share to others what i have taught to them how else do you learn about anything you know and what better way to learn than actually participating and taking in effect those guidelines or those practices into your own daily life. For an example, I have another friend that I met in undergrad, and he was very into Native Americans. Like, he loved their 
their rituals and he loved their practices. So he went, lived on a reservation for X amount of time. He got adopted into the tribe. He performed the rituals with them and so forth. So right then and there, he has just been sworn in with these native peoples, right? So that gives him the right to essentially... If he, if he wanted to, he doesn't. He's not like a, a showboat kind of guy. He's very reserved and he always talks about their practices and high regards and the things that he's done and stuff, stuff like that. And I'm not going to share it because it's not my story to share. But in general, my point is, is that he came back and he shared with us some of the things that they, that they did. There's a lot of things he did not share because he can't share. But generally speaking... What some people would consider that cultural appropriation because he's not a Native American, he is not native to those lands, yet he's been adopted into a tribe and he dresses or he acts and he preaches this and that. But at the same time, if that specific group of people told him, Yes, it is okay, or yes, we invite you into this, into our group, into our culture, then is it really cultural appropriation? So it really gives this weird, I don't know, this essence of what's right and what's wrong. And that, like I said, there's that gray area. And that really comes down to like how I want to ask you guys. And like I want to know what the general opinion is when it comes down to cultural appropriation. Do we own our culture? Can we own it? Is that something that we can say that we own? Or is it something that we can claim? Or is it something that we just possess? Is it something that we live? How? Where is that fine line? You understand what I'm trying to get at? Uh, the next thing I want us to like think about is who has the right to tell us whether or not something is culturally appropriated? Does it have to be specifically from that group? Does it have to be specifically to people of those lands? And it also gets like down into like history of it all. And I'm not, I mean, I guess I could talk about it. And when I say that, I'm saying me being like a native, like Native American, me being a American born citizen, but also having cultural roots to Palestine yeah, I'm Palestinian. But, like, for me to tell someone something like, oh, you can't do that because you're not Palestinian, compared to someone in Palestine might tell me the same thing. Be like, yeah, you don't live here. Yes, you have roots. You have history here. But do you? Do I have the same say in Palestine or, like, the culture in Palestine as I do in the United States? It makes you wonder on how far you're willing to go and say whether or not you can or you have say in what somebody can do regards your culture. Now, I've lived in Palestine for months, not like a whole lifetime of my life, but in a span of months I have lived there. But I still feel that there's to an extent to what I can preach to others to what people in Palestine could preach over me. You know what I mean? So that's my next question is, do you guys feel like there's certain people who have the right to say whether or not you can tell another person whether they're culturally appropriating a culture or a group's, you know, narrative kind of thing. Or does it strictly have to be from that group's mouth? Because at that point, what we're saying is cultural appropriation might not be cultural appropriation to them. And then my last question about this topic that I want you guys to think about, and hopefully, you know, you guys would share some feedback with me, is... Can we adopt another person's culture or another group's culture like my friend? Can we go and live and experience these people's life, their hardships, their, you know, everything, their culture and adopt it into our own lives and do it so willingly that we could essentially tell ourselves that we are a part of that? Or is somebody just going to be like, no, you can't adopt it because you're stuck 
to what you are. You're stuck. You're confined to, you know, your ancestry kind of thing. So I just want to put those questions out there, and I kind of want to ask you guys how you feel about that. Um, And I, again, link is in the description in the podcast. So let me know what you guys think. I'm curious to hear what you have to say. And that is the end of our topics for this morning. And let me just say, I am pretty tired, and I am working up an appetite. So I'm probably going to have a nice bowl of cereal. And then we can go on to the best part of the episode, the music, alright? Everybody, welcome back to the best part of the show, Song of the Day. And our Song of the Day goes out to one of my favorite artists. Uh, his name is Cannon. He is based out of New York City. You can check his music out on his website, which I will be posting in the description of the show. Uh, my favorite song of his, it's actually really hard to choose. I actually love all of his songs. I should just say the first song of his that I heard was Waterglass, and I've been a- addicted since. So I hope you guys get hooked just like I did. Today's song is called Broken Mirrors and I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah. A box of bowl before bed remind me of my mama. Mm. We don't talk enough, usually she calls first. I'm trying to be honest. Yeah, but truth is a form of shame and I've been trying to change my pride. Oh my pride, yeah. Uh. A glass with ice and bourbon remind me of my father. Yeah, seventeen copying them drinks in a leather chair, reading, trying to be proper. I used to do like you, but I've been trying to move on my own. Oh my own. Yeah. I see silhouettes and broken mirrors. Tell me where you at, my dear Wonder did you find who you were looking for Did you look right here Alright everybody, so I hope you enjoyed that bit from Broken Mirrors by Cannon. Uh, again, Cannon, thank you so much for letting me use your song And I hope everyone finds the beauty in your music as I do So again, thank you so much for that Uh, I want to go ahead and thank my listeners, all you guys out there who are listening to this right now. For those of you who, uh, you know, send out messages my way, I appreciate you guys. Uh, Feel free to, again, answer the survey that I post in the description. Another thing I would like to mention is thank you again to Alan Gogol for your music um, in the intro and throughout the intermissions of the show. Without him... I got nothing. I got no music without these guys. So thank all of my artists uh, and follow them as well. Again, the music is just beauty to your ears. Uh, Again, my listeners, I just got a new listener out in Russia. So thank you for listening. Uh, 
appreciate you guys. Keep sharing. Keep with you know with your friends, your families, your loved ones. I appreciate all the feedback. And thank you for just helping me make this show great. And I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying it. So keep sipping on some tea, guys. Have a great Monday and have a great start to your week. Keep the positivity going and don't let anything negative bring you down, all right? Make this week a good one and keep going strong. Hopefully I will talk to you guys soon as this week I will be almost done with the kidneys. So keep me in your prayers. Uh, Peace and love, guys, and I will talk to you later.